History is made by the Republic of Ireland. I'm honestly speechless. I mean, we're going to a World Cup, but it's what dreams are made of. For all the best reaction to the girls in green qualifying for the World Cup, subscribe to the OTB Football Podcast stream now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Mark Wilson is with us. Mark, good morning to you. How are you? Oh, well, I would like to say all good, but I think you were rubbing it in there. A little uh, bit. Um, a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking maybe we should put this back till tomorrow and we could legitimately just talk about Celtic. But I've got to ask you, uh, yeah, you guys were favourites. We were massive underdogs. And um, I know you were obviously watching the Celtic game. I'd say um, there was a lot of dual screening going on in Ireland. But um, as the game wore on, you missed a penalty. And we had one of the most ridiculous goal scrambles you're ever going to see and couldn't score. And certainly from our perspective, it felt like, oh, Jesus, we've seen this, we've seen this movie a lot. But um, I don't know, what's the, what's the response been like in, in Scotland to going out at this stage? Well, obviously not good. It's the second tournament that we've, we've missed out on. Um, in a row, uh, you pair that with the men's um, failure to get to the World Cup. It, it's not been ideal, if I'm honest. Um, look, I must congratulate you and, and how you've approached the game and how they set the team out. And the winning goal was was terrific from Amber Barrett. First touch was brilliant, finish was great. And when you can see a goal like that late on in the game at home, you're always going to find it difficult to get your back into it but like, the big moment was Caroline Weir missing the penalty of course well, missing the penalty of course it was Courtney Brosnan that saved it so let's give her all the credit because she did her homework and it's a sore one a sore one for Scotland women's game but well done to you and I guess we'll be supporting you guys now in Australia next year uh, you were really close to two tournaments in a row now but obviously the team is knocking on the door so there's, there's obviously a lot of good being done in women's football at the moment in Scotland I think Pedro Martinez Lopez has come in and you know he sort of trans uh, transformed the way that the, the Scotland women's team play. I think you can see that with the tendencies at the game. If I'm honest, I mean Hamden Park last night had eleven thousand there. I, I know we had a bit more for that for a friendly against Jamaica, but it's still a record for a competitive game. I think that tells its own story. If you if you start to get the tendencies up, then the public like what they're seeing. Um, look, missing two tournaments, two big tournaments is not ideal, especially having tasted that a couple of years ago. Um, but there's plenty of players to work with there. Um, and of course, the players will be disappointed this morning when they wake up because, you know, that will linger with them all through to, to after next summer's tournament. But going the right way, they're playing some attractive football. It's just the cutting edge that they're missing, creating chances. We can put this to the Celtic game as well last night. All the possession in the world against teams who make it hard for you, but if you don't create chances and don't take chances, you'll end up where where Scotland is, and that's sitting at home next year when Ireland will be in Australia and New Zealand. Um, an excellent segue there, Mark. I appreciate that. Uh, quality radio broadcasting from you. Come here. What, what happened, Celtic? Because as I said, like we, I was definitely watching the Ireland game with uh, full attention, so... Uh, it was nil all for ages and I thought okay Celtic are obviously in this but what what was the, the ebb and flow of the game you said they were missing chances or not taking chances well actually you didn't need to watch the game because it was pretty much a copy of what you've seen before in the Champions League Celtic start well they, they create a chance in the opening minutes 
tough one for Maeda, I suppose, but they still don't take it. I really like Zig to come into the game. Very good side. And uh, for 20-odd minutes, Leipzig were in top. And then Celtic got a real grip of the game and put Leipzig under pressure. But they missed big chances uh, at big moments again. I suppose the pick of that, Kyogo had a, a guilt-edged opportunity in that first half where it was putting a plate from him, for him and um, didn't take it. So they go in nil-nil again and the crowd are, are grumbling a wee bit at that because they, they understand what's cost them in the past in this Champions League group stage. And Leipzig came out the second half a different team. They popped the ball about, they dragged Celtic about the pitch and I just felt at the time that Leipzig score, when Werner scores, you could have seen the goal coming. And in fact, I was on radio last night. We're live in the studio, uh, and when you see the go- a goal coming for Leipzig a minute before the score, and um, you know, I-, I don't take any joy in taking credit for that, but I-, I did say you can see a goal coming, and sure enough, sixty seconds later, it's in the back of the net. So. Disappointing, not to stuff in Celtic, but again they had chances to score after that um, to make it one-one, and they didn't take them. So another hugely frustrating night for Ange Postecoglou's side. Said that his team aren't far away from being a right good team um, at this level, but at this level it's in both boxes that make you a good team, and Celtic are struggling in both boxes. One to keep it out the net, but certainly in the other box putting it away. Disappointing thing, Mark, as well, is that you, you, you see Celtic Park ordinarily as a fortress, but I think that's the seventh home defeat in, in the Champions League for them. Uh, and now it's the Europa League that they, they'll, they'll have to focus on if they can, if they can get that spot. Um, like we, we've talked about Ange Ball and whether they, they need to change, change style in Europe, and we spoke about it, you know, after the game last week. Does the conversation need to move on from here, or is it, is it a case of, okay, we'll give them this year in the Champions League, and maybe next year, if they get to the group stages, they can build on something? Look, I, I'm a big believer at this stage that you you need to find a balance in, in terms of uh, what Ange Postecoglou is doing attack-wise. Not many can criticise. It's the players on the night that don't take the chances. So I don't think you can point that at the manager. But at this level of competition, there's got to be a balance uh, uh, in how you defend as well. And leaving a back four and a goalkeeper really to defend against the world's best players is only going to end in one way. So... I feel there has to be some sort of tweak. Now, I'm not seeing a drastic change in tactics. Uh, and I know that a lot of the Celtic fans are totally against that because they love what they're watching. But you can't you can't love getting walked every week in the, in the Champions League. You know, it's not a good record to have. You just mentioned that they are Celtic. Is it seven on the bounce at home? They've lost in the Champions League. I played at a time that we played against the big guns in the Champions League. And we matched them. We beat them. Now, I wasn't a multi-million pound signing. I signed for 500,000 from Dundee United. But I was playing in a team that that played to a certain style that was effective. So it depends what you want. It depends if Ange Postecoglou, he says, wants to be entertaining and fans off the seat. He's certainly got that. But I guess if he wants to progress this team into the latter stages of the competition, find a better balance defensively. Um, to match his good stuff going forward. We spoke yesterday about, about Ange Postecoglou, how he referenced in the in the press conference during the week that you know it was thirteen games and forty four days for Celtic. Uh, you know, last week they came home from Leipzig, I think, at three a.m. on the Thursday morning. Then they're playing St Johnston in the in the early kickoff on the Saturday. And look, he wasn't using it as a, as an excuse necessarily, but 
it is an issue because in, in the second half maybe the Celtic players looked a little bit tired a little bit leggy is that a, something that, that's going to affect them going forward do you think? Well they've got a big squad domestically they've got you know a bigger squad than anybody else in the country so mm. you'd like to think it wouldn't but of course it takes its toll I think just the style that the manager plays takes its toll on the players within the game anyway and you see that with, with guys like Kitati and O'Reilly and you know, Maeda and Kyogo, guys who press constantly for about 60 minutes and then you can see them tiring. Now, you, you add all those games up then in a row, you can see how fatigue would creep in. But look, he's got a huge squad to pick from. My, my complaint on Saturday, actually, in the game against St. Johnson was probably the understudies who are replacing those guys haven't quite quite taken up the mantle, haven't quite um, produced the same quality. And, and they need to step up because it is a long season when you are a team like Celtic and a successful team and you get into the Champions League well you know what's coming you know it's going to be a hectic start to the season until Christmas and the break comes and then even after that the games are going to come thick and fast as well um, but look Celtic are now out of the Champions League they can only set their sights on Europa League um, I'm sure Ange Postacoglu will want his squad to be strong enough after Christmas to compete in that competition if they get there it's going to be difficult to get there from this position it probably involves getting something significant from a game in Madrid against Real in the last round is that right? Yeah well they'd have to beat Shakhtar obviously first and foremost and then hope that they can get something in Madrid and, and something goes their way elsewhere not an ideal situation because before the game I think there was a level of optimism going on last night that You've seen enough of lights of last week to think that you know it's achievable to beat them at home and achievable to beat Shakhtar at home and then hope things go your way and it's second place. But it's just funny how ninety minutes can can swing your your outlook and in a, a Champions League group stage that you know it's been an odd one. Some fans will, will look at it and be happy because they've went toe to toe with the big guns and they've created loads of chances. I think some fans will see the bigger picture though and, and see the amount of goals that have been conceded, the amount of chances that have been conceded and and no matching that with a killer instinct up top. Um, the manager alluded to it last night after the game saying that that's why teams spend millions and millions of pounds. He's right, the, the top teams will have a guy who will finish those chances off but it's creating the chances that Celtic will take the positives from but, you know, just... In this level of competition, you need to be more compact as a team to, to get anything. Um, but look, Europa League is still still uh, realistic, uh, I guess. But Celtic have to find a way of beating Shakhtar at home, which won't be easy, by the way. No. Because they went to the Bernabeu and, <laughs> and only lost 2-1. And then last night, they were leading up until the 95th minute, can yeah. you believe, yeah. against Real Madrid. So it won't be easy. So Real Madrid ended up doing Celtic a favour with that 95th minute equaliser. Not very romantic for uh, the neutrals, hoping for Real Madrid to score against Shakhtar. But anyway, um, is this a cold dose of reality for Celtic fans and for Ange? Or will Ange view this as like the steep learning curve that ultimately, because it doesn't feel like he's going to change his ways. It feels like we're asking him to not be Ange. And the thing that makes him great is the thing that makes him bloody minded. And you could call it arrogant. You could call it naive. You could call it he's a dreamer. Like it's it's going to be very interesting to see what what he takes away from this experience. That like we're on the right track. Find a striker who can knock that in. Get a bit luckier with uh, central defensive injuries next season and. Presto, we're away. Or, like you're saying, like develop some form of 
compaction that allows you to grind out nil alls when you need to? Yeah, well, we'll see next season, won't we? If Celtic make the Champions League, um, you know, you, you, you'll get a, a fair gauge of it then, how he sets up his team. Um, now, if it's the same again, and he, he goes in against the big guns and he says, look, I'm, I'm not changing, I'm going wide open, and they take a couple of thumpings again, then, yeah, I think people are entitled to question where this is going. Look, for now... His first campaign in the Champions League. A lot of these players, um, I think maybe Baron James Forrest and Callum McGregor, that's right. It's a lot of their first campaign in the Champions League. So it is a steep learning curve. Um, but it is a fine balance. I think even the top managers sometimes adjust things to, to suit opposition when they go away from home in this competition just to get results. I think maybe they, they change their maybe a counter-attacking style to spring off the back of a defensive shape and it works for some teams whether Ange Postacoglu will ever do that who knows maybe he needs to get better players in that costs an awful lot of money next season we'll be able to judge that for now it has been a, a harsh learning curve for these players I'm, I'm pretty sure they've enjoyed that I'm pretty sure the fans have enjoyed it even though they've, they've been beaten uh, and quite convincingly sometimes but um, you know have, have they, they played the same way against Shakhtar will win the game against Shakhtar at Celtic Park. Yeah. Did it go the same way in the Bernabeu against Real Madrid though? I mean, <laughs> that, that's uh, no easy task. Uh, and, and look, Mark, it's such a high aggressive press that when you get those chances, you need someone who's going to put the ball in the, in the onion bag. Um, like, and I'm putting you slightly on the spot here, but like, are there any strikers out there at the minute that you, that you look at that you think, okay, well, someone like that or even a type of striker that, that Celtic need at the minute? There's a guy playing for Man City. <laughs> <Cool. Decent>, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's all right. I, I think he would do the job. But, wait, that's the level. I, I'm, I know I'm joking there, but that's the level you're talking about in this competition. You, you forget that they, this is who Celtic are mixing with. You know, and they'll, they'll go to the Bernabeu uh, at the start of November and they're coming up against Benzema and Vinicius Junior and guys like that who are extraordinary. And that's who they're playing against. You match up with Jack Marcus and Kyogo. Kyogo's been terrific for Celtic, but he just looks a bit off at the minute. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Jakimakis, well, he'll score you goals probably domestically at this level. I don't know. It takes an incredible amount of money to attract a player at the caliber that if you get a couple of chances to put the majority away at this level with the pressure on you, so that is difficult. It's a harder thing in the game. I know it's a cliche. Everybody says that, but it is. It is true. And I hate seeing that as a defender because I often thought we, we got the raw deal, but the strikers, you know, it's difficult. And the further up the ladder you go, the harder it gets. Um, so, look, the guys Celtic have got at the minute do a good job. And maybe a year in this competition will do them the world of good for next season's competition, should they get there. Mark, great stuff. Thanks a million for joining us this morning. Cheers. Cheers, Stephen. Thank you. OTB. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.